0: Hello and welcome to this special episode of the Monaco Weekly. I'm Fernando Gusto Pacheco and for today's show I speak with fashion icon and singer Daphne Guinness on her new single and upcoming album. Daphne Guinness, what a pleasure. Welcome to Monaco Radio. I've been a fan of your music since your first album, 2016. But would you mind if I go back to the beginning? Because actually your kind of official, let's say, music career started on a later stage in your life. But tell us, did you always knew that you wanted to be a singer at some point?
1: Yes, I was always a singer from when I was a child. I can't remember the year I started singing, but I think it was early, early childhood. I grew up in a church, actually, so I would sing at home in Spain, in fact. And then I think the shape of that church really affected my my musical ability to be able to sort of pitch my voice. So then I had music lessons at school. I went through the sort of choir system. Then I was trained to become an um, opera singer. So I um, was trained all the way up until I was kind of... 17. And I did all the sort of theory and all the sort of, you know, exams pertaining to that. And I didn't go because I got married. So I was trained classically up until that point, And then the rest of it was sort of self taught. So I continued to learn and I continued to study all the way through my 20s and 30s and I mean, if you see me in any of the sort of photo shoots that I ever did, I was always listening to music. That was the only thing that really kept me from losing my mind, as it were, <laughs> sort of during the sort of the, the so-called fashion years. So I, I was always either singing or listening to music. So yes, I mean, it's been a constant presence in my life.
0: And is it a case that David Bowie supported you, you know, when you when you wanted to start this career, as I said, with you, the, your first well, album, first music? It
1: was a bit more complicated than that, <laughs> as everything always is. Yeah. I ended up, had sort of, I'd, I'd left New York and I'd sort of decided that I was retiring from life forever. I was never going to do anything again in any shape or form. I'd finished FIT and i'd gone through another round of someone very close to me my brother died mm. and i was again up in my family house in spain in cadiz and i was with my an old friend of mine who is a musician but he was had a great influence on me as a child and as a teenager because i was in i was in the sort of local band down in the village and we were you know scattering my brother's ashes and i said to him why don't we Go, and why don't we record a song for my brother, a Bob Dylan song? So we made a date, and we had a, had a time to get to Ireland. And he's a hippie, so he never got the email. So I arrive in Ireland on the 3rd of September. I can't remember which year it was, I think it 2011 or 12. And he doesn't arrive, because of course he's playing flamenco down with the gypsies in the south of Spain somewhere. And I'm, you know, faced with a very a lovely man who's a producer in Ireland. I'm sort of embarrassed that I didn't really have my co-member with me. So one day turned into another day and I just so sort of almost sort of thinking, oh my goodness, I'm wasting time. So I started making... Stuff Up, which is one song turned into another song, which turned into another song. And I was right in the middle of Westmeath, which is smack bang in the middle of nowhere. Very little phone reception. But at one point I did go into Dublin and I I had met Bowie in New York before, but it essentially called a friend of mine who knew it was really I was trying to find A producer. So I was trying to find Tony Visconti's number. So I actually sent him an email and I didn't know that it was sort of orchestrated, the the reception of this email. So Tony dismissed it and Bowie stepped in and said, you've got to do this. This is fun. So he put together the band, him and Tony, and he... Essentially, co produced the first album. So, he, so I, I am Irish, but I'd become even more Irish, and I knew that it needed to sort of be drawn back from that sort of slightly country feel. And so, he was so, so kind. And he, people that he worked with, essentially Tony and Gail Dorsey, you know, he provided the blueprint, but also he listened in on every take from everyday and and was there with his taste and knowledge which was absolutely sort of it for me it was such a sort of an incredible privilege and and he was such a lovely person to be around tony visconti he did the string arrangements on this this album this album it was conceived by myself and malcolm trusty co-writer and we've sort of been through My goodness, this has been a three-year odyssey and Malcolm and I have been working since album two together and I think we're we're having fun, I think.
0: Well, and let's talk about the first single, which is, you know, by the time the interview is out, it's Hip Next Pine. I think beautiful. It's disco. It's kind of electric. How, first of all, do you think that single reflects the album? Of course, I haven't heard all the tracks of the upcoming album. There's something quite Does upbeat it about it. Does the album?
1: Ah, oh, <laughs> yes, it is an upbeat. But actually, it, it's interesting. I mean... This album has almost got everything in it. it mm-hmm. It's a sort of a genre-defying album. I think that, it, you know, it, it's quite classical in nature. It's really, it's the past and the future all sort of wrapped up in, in one, because it it looks forward and backwards at the same time. So there are 34 strings on it, which is sort of two-thirds of a string section for an orchestra, or almost. I mean, it's unheard of on, on a um, pop record. Um, so the levels of complexity are quite deep and we recorded this album in so many different ways. So there are many different ways to break it down but the sort of final version that you heard is the definitive one but it's been through lots of different phases. The song is always the same. When you have a decent song to, to build on then you can... there are many options
0: Is it true that in the song Hip, Neck, Spine, you can hear, actually, the joints? Tell tell us a bit more about that. Malcolm
1: could hear me in in the chiropractor's office, and he, Mm -hmm. he, he knocked on the door, and he said, is that your joints that I can hear? And I said, yes, do come in. And so he recorded on his iPhone the sounds of my neck and my hip and my back going and made it into a percussion
0: i Um, love that yeah it's very funny (laughs) and of course your videos i mean they're splendid when it comes to fashion as well we all know about your clothes and your interest for fashion as well for example in the video clip i mean there's a lot of kind of changes in clothing and beautiful beautiful outfits how important is that for your music as well does fashion inspire you musically
1: I think it's probably the other way around in a funny way. And music, inspired, well, music and literature inspired my fashion choices to a great extent. But also, I know this sounds really bizarre, but I always try to sort of take it down to an essence and then sort of build on top of it. I often think that I'm rather boring because I sort of wear a heightened uniform most of the time. And then I have my basics. But this video essentially is a sort of dive into many periods of my own clothes which have been in storage because I'm a, a nomad. I don't live anywhere. I live where I work. I am what I work and where I am is sort of immaterial to a great extent but I do sort of leave a sort of trail of sequins sort of in various storage facilities around the world. I mean thank goodness they're sort of it's a little bit more organised now I did this exhibition at FIT, so it's almost as if I took that exhibition, but slightly different. There are so many different versions of myself that I could still see myself being, if that makes any sense.
0: Daphne, what's your relationship with fashion these days? I mean, are you still interested in going to the shows? Because, of course, we know about your very close relationship, especially with someone like Alexander McQueen, of course, which is very well documented. I was just wondering now, what's the connection?
1: My connection with fashion is, for the last... 12 or 13 years I've been giving out scholarships at Central St Martin's. First of all in memory of my friend Isabella Blow but then recently actually just under my own name because the bureaucracy involved in running a foundation frankly I was far better off just giving that to the students. So I try to support students and young people going into fashion My relationship with fashion, I mean, when I manage to go and see a show, it's normally a house that I have some sort of relationship with or friends. I actually need to kind of be involved with the stuff. I pretty much make most of the things that I wear. I am surprised when I go out, I do see things that I like, but I've never had a formal role in the fashion world. I have many, many friends in the fashion world and I've been sort of there for lots of people in the fashion world, but I've never actually had a role, an official role, as it were. But I love the idea of costumes. I love the idea of being able to transform yourself. I love the craft. I love the conversations. For me many interesting conversations can be started just by the way that you dress or you look and it's a conversation with the world at large. I go very sort of deep into the weave and the colour and pigments and sort of the actual fit and the sewing parts but the fashion world I don't really understand. Mm. I never did really but I love it and lots of other people love it too.
0: If I may ask, for example, what, what are you wearing today, actually? I'm wearing
1: one of my own creations. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, this is a sort of a shirt. I make these shirts and I make these jackets and, and the shoes, obviously. I just refine the cut again and again and just wear the same thing because it's easy. I like having sort of very simple but yet well-cut things
0: of course that that, oh, that, yeah. that makes sense that yeah, makes yeah, sense yeah, yeah. and I'm curious something about the album because in uh, Hip Next spine, I feel there's a little bit of 80s electronic I said disco but also some kind of 80s vibe but, I mean will there be more of that kind of but you, you, you did say that it's kind of quite an electronic album as yeah. well what can you tell us more yes it's
1: got a lot of electronic Mm. i think it suits you very well (laughs) it does so it's electronic it's dance it's maybe a little bit disco it's classical to a great extent it has all sorts of strange and wonderful things that have been recorded which might not have ever been recorded before malcolm plays aerogel on one of the tracks which is i think must be a first as a whole, it really is quite an amazing thing. I'm so happy it sounds so good. I like it anyway.
0: Is there a part of you that likes to perform live? Because I'm I'm curious, or or because I think I read somewhere. Correct me if I'm wrong, that you are a shy person yes. at times, right? So. <laughs>
1: I know, I, I chose the wrong profession. Be <laughs> quite a sort of, you know, retiring kind of person who likes to read a book and to be somewhere quiet. The Irish countryside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or just sort of in a in a white room. I don't really like being out very, very much. I love the countryside. I love, you know, being amongst the trees and in the wild fields or up a sort of mountain or something. But yes, performing live I haven't done as much as I perhaps could have done because i seem to go from record to record so it doesn't leave a lot of time between and also i I tend to overwork so i you know are you a
0: perfectionist in that sense that
1: am i a perfectionist i probably am at some point you just have to kind of let it go try to get it as right as i possibly can and then you know who knows
0: So perhaps no Daphne Mm. Guinness world tour. Well, I mean, who knows? knows? I mean, but
1: the problem is, is that, you know, I haven't done that before, but Mm. it would be a challenge.
0: I think you can pull it off. Oh, Uh, gosh. My goodness. Daphne Guinness, what a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for stopping by.
1: Thank you very much.
0: That was Daphne Guinness, and her latest single, Hip Neck Spine, is out now. The show was edited by Christy O'Grady, and I am Fernando Augusto Pacheco.